You are Locked On Wild, your Minnesota Wild, every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On. You'll get $10 off your first order. I am your host, Joe Bully of ZoneCoverage.com, and with me is Tony Abbott of, of, uh, of Zone Coverage. Now, I've been in a habit now saying that you're from The Athletic, but uh, you are on our team now with ZoneCoverage.com. Tony, how are you doing? How was your weekend? I'm doing all right. My weekend was uh, was all right. Uh, I've been, uh, I've been, I, I told you this right before we started recording, but uh, since last talking to you, I have made a lot of progress on my article uh, for uh, for uh, zone coverage on Tuesday, uh, I've gotten exactly 19 words written. Yeah, yeah, bringing that hashtag content, baby. Well, if beep, only beep, there was, if there, if only there was something that like I could eat that could stimulate my brain in order for me to write more, Joe. Well, also one that uh, does not also pack on the pounds because we know that when you're cultivating mass <laughs> i have been cultivating mass this is true it's time to harvest at some point i know that uh um they sent you out uh, a sample of built bar check it out in your mailbox and also for anybody that wants to try it out or knows what it is uh check out that promo code um and uh, they are sponsoring our network for the entire month of May. So absolute uh, big thanks to them and a huge shout out to Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. Yeah, I'll be getting mine, I think, tomorrow. So I'm really excited to uh, to try that out and give you uh, give you my review, I guess. That sounds good. All right. Um, you put out a call out for some uh, for some questions, didn't you? Yeah, we did. We did. So let's uh, let's go through them. Okay. While I'm looking up these questions, uh, any any thoughts on the Vikings draft that you had? Uh, it's about a week I mean, old. We don't have to yeah, talk about it too much. I mean, it's Vikings. Um, I don't know. It's funny because I watched the first night pretty much all the way through. Then I also watched the second night, at least through most of the second round. And um, I don't know why they do three nights of, of draft or three days of draft. Cause I like what the NHL does. The first round is your spectacle. And then it's two through seven from nine o'clock in the morning. And then by four, they're done. It's great. I <laughs> it mean, it's, really hell, it's a hell when you're a writer and you've got uh, a lot of picks and they're coming random, you know, in uh rapid fire, like they are. Um, shoot. I remember the, um, the draft um, uh, was it 2015 when uh, Kaprasov was drafted. It was like, me and you sitting on the same couch like okay i got this one you got and then the next person was drafted and by the time i had ready to post the next one you were i was like, okay i'll take the the next one and we just kind of tag team them and uh you were the one that i think wrote the caprasov article on that and you're like dude this kid this kid is good and uh i guess what's kind of crazy about that is uh now we're here at the point where he is now no longer a khl player he is a free agent or not, well, not a free agent in that sense that uh, he is. He's a KHL to, free agent. He's a KHL free agent, and he is able to sign with the Minnesota Wild. So that's uh, that's pretty exciting, and, and we'll keep our eye on him. Yeah, and that wasn't even like a, an answer to your NFL draft question at all. But uh, uh, overall, like I think that there, I think I think the wide receiver that they picked is going to be pretty good. Um, but 
I wish they would have gotten more offense, uh, offensive line, but that's just me. Yeah, I feel like uh, feel like that was kind of the the missing thing was that uh, kind of do wish they loaded up on receivers a little more. But like, I don't know they they could also be thinking like, well, uh, if the guy that they got was for real, you know, that kind of means that you can sort of pencil him as as a starter on day one. That's what it sounds like, right? I think so. Yeah, and then uh, you have Irv Smith Jr. In his second year, maybe they're looking for a leap for him, and then uh, and then Kyle Rudolph's there as as always too. Uh, so they might just think that they have like their passing attack set, but I still want to see not. more depth. <laughs> yeah, I, I do know that they picked quite a bit of uh, secondary players, so your cornerbacks and your safeties, and uh, um, you hope that uh, one of these cornerbacks can uh, can really fill in for what Xavier Rhodes kind of used to do. I know last season. Xavier Rhodes was uh, kind of a bane or a, a, a thorn in, in Vikings fans aside uh, because he just certainly wasn't performing up to the level that he had in previous years. And that's bound to happen with players. Um, and when you're stuck on an island like he is, but uh, you know, if, if they can get a real shutdown corner out of this draft, that'll be good. Uh, again, before we dive into questions, just, uh, just some business to clean up because I was not expecting this. I just looked at uh, the voting for last week's Judge Nordy. And uh, and 40% the state of hockey uh, was voted on. Wow. And then 60% the Minnesota Wild name and colors. I thought I had that one in the bag. Well, you know, uh, we should just uh, make sure that we retweet that uh, that link out there so our listeners make sure they catch the, up on that and they go and vote at Locked on Wild on Twitter. It's pretty tragic. Do we have time for one question before we go to the break? I think so. Okay, cool. Uh, all right. We have Morpheus from The Matrix, and he asks, thoughts on the Minnesota Wild potentially getting Dustin Bufflin? I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he's going to play hockey again because he just would rather fish. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think that uh, I, I agree with you 100%. I think uh, he's at the point in his career where, like, he's kind of done everything that he's going to do. Like, he was a very good defenseman for a mm-hmm. very long time. Dominant, really, uh, both uh, both physically and in terms of offensive uh, production, too. Like, uh, you know, uh, I think he was a 20-goal scorer as a defenseman twice, or it was, like, 20 once and then, like, a bunch of 18s, 19s, 17s. Like, he was good for 50, uh, 15 goals a year. I mean, honestly, if you want, if you want to tell, if you want me to uh, to reveal my soft spot for Dustin Bufflin, even though he uh, he spent a lot of time in his career just absolutely pulverizing the Wild, both for Chicago and in uh, in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I gotta say he was uh, he was an amazing player in my fantasy hockey league for a few years. Uh, sure, just would get would be like top five in shots every year. A bunch of hits, a bunch of blocked shots, a real good offensive production for a defenseman. Like I think he was in my keeper league, and I just kept keeping him year after year because he was such a he was such a producer. Yeah, I've I've heard this uh, question come up before on other podcasts, and I'm just going to say that uh, uh, people are wondering whether or not he'd come back, and certainly because he lives in Minnesota, that potentially he could be uh, linked to Minnesota if he ever came back to the NHL, but. Uh, I just don't see it. I don't think that the Minnesota Wild are much of enough draw for him to be like, yeah, okay, I'm ready to play hockey again. (laughs) So that's kind of where I'm at with it. 
All right. Well, we're going to head to our first break. You are listening to Locked on Wild. This is Joe Bully of uh, Locked on Wild, and right back here with you to talk to you about Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, it's the protein bar that's healthy and uh, great tasting that's made a lot like a candy bar. Made with 16 amazing flavors, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. And then you know what the best thing is? Is that when you eat it, it doesn't fill you up. But at the same time, you're not starving afterwards where you're going to go raid the cupboard afterwards. You eat the candy bar. Or, <laughs> that's why I'm calling it a candy bar. But you eat the bar. And in uh, a time like this where I'm working from home, I'm not really getting out a ton like I should. Um, I'm saving on those calories, too. I'm not raiding my my pantry for all the cookies or the, the baking that my wife is doing now that she's stuck at home as well. It's um, – it, what it does is it's a, it's a nice healthy alternative for guys that want to uh, lose or maintain their weight and also have a, a delicious treat to uh, satisfy that sweet tooth that they got too. So I definitely recommend to check out built bar and builtbar.com. Remember if you use the promo code locked on on the, uh, during your checkout, you'll get $10 off on your first order. That's built bar builtbar.com. Joe, before we get into more questions, uh, we got uh, we got some, I guess, feedback from uh, from Tommy. Do you want to hear what he has to say? Go ahead. So uh, we were talking about superhero trios last week and how we couldn't find one that really fit uh, you, me, and Giles. Sure. Uh, and we we settled on the Powerpuff Girls being the only superhero yeah. trio that we know. Uh, Tommy, who is who is real up on his uh, his Powerpuff Girls knowledge, I totally forgot this. Uh, the Rowdy Rough Boys. Rowdy Rough Boys, yeah. The, uh, the equivalent of the Powerpuff Girl on the show, but boys. Do you want to know the Rowdy Rough Boys origin story? Uh, it's not Sugar Spice and Everything Nice and Chemical X, is it? No, no. It's uh, it's very close, though. Uh, created by Mojo Jojo. They were made by <laughs> flushing armpit hair, snails from the prison cafeteria, and the tail of a talking dog down a jail cell toilet... <laughs> That contained the apparent potency of chemical X. <laughs> A jail cell toilet. God, that's hilarious. <laughs> they are Brick, Boomer, and Butch. <laughs> Butch. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to oh, watch man. the episode. It's on Hulu. Um, oh, yeah, that's so good stuff. I'll have to watch the episode to, to really like pin down. Uh, so, uh, so we're, we're, we're going to make three episodes where we touch on this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome back to lockdown wild after that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's too funny. Rowdy rough boys, uh, brick. What was it? Brick boomer and butch Bo- boomer and butch. Honestly, uh, we were made in the toilet of wild t- Twitter. <laughs> You only adopted Twitter, wild Twitter. <laughs> I was born in it. <laughs> so we actually have kind of big news coming up for the Minnesota Wild for the first time in God since they shut the season down. Really? Oh yeah, since what March? Ooh, what was it? March? Almost two months ago. Yeah, what was it? I think it was like March eighth. I think was the last game they played, and I think their next game was going to be the tenth, and that was when they called it quits. Yep. No, no. You know what? They had a few days off too. Um, so it was actually a little bit later than I think we want to say it was like a couple days after that because uh, 
I think there was a Thursday game. So it might have been March 11th that they finally said, we're done. So as soon as possibly tomorrow, but probably by Tuesday, the NHL is going to announce their plans for a draft, uh, moving it up from like the 26th or whatever of June to the 5th. What do you think about that? I... It's well, weird. Let me let me let me lead okay, into the yeah. mailbag question we got from Johnson, sure. Wisconsin, who says, "How do you feel about the draft preceding the actual end of the season, which presumably is going to be, you know, in in July?" And then he asks, uh, "What are your thoughts in continuing the season in July and the Cup in August or September?" It's weird because you don't have any real final results. Because, I mean, the NHL presumably wants to at least finish some semblance of the regular season. We all think it's kind of ridiculous because just cut it now and that way you're not affecting the next year. But just cut your losses now and go by kind of the order now. You can at least get the lottery done. But the big thing is here is you still have all those playoff teams that have to kind of finish their order of of, a finish. And if we're not going to even resume play until – likely right around this draft time, then, I mean, you're, you're not going to get really any resolution on it. So it's, you're kind of making it up, making up the positions as they go. It's really weird. So I don't, I, I, I honestly think that they should just cancel the season. I've said it a million times at this point. Um, and I, I think that, uh, I, I, I really hate this, right? Cause like, I, I think that this helps Minnesota absolutely zero in addition to you know my thought generally that they should just end the season now and what i really hate about it is that like there's no way that uh, that minnesota can benefit from this draft whatsoever right uh they're right. presumably still going to be in a playoff chase so that means they can't really do any trades at the draft and you know this is uh this is uh presumably a time where, like, if you wanted to move a Jonas Brodin, if you wanted to move a Matt Dumba, this feels like that would be the time to do it. Now, they're not going to be able to, or at least not going to be able to, and, you know, get maybe, if they're looking for draft picks, picks and, like, even, even maybe maybe not so much for players, but, like, I, I think it slows it uh, down, you know, whatever reloading on picks that they were planning on doing or not. Um and then, like, the draft lottery, right? Mm-hmm. We saw uh, Chicago jump up from 12 to, to 3 in the draft lottery last year. And, right. you know, like, good for them. That's how the, the draft lottery odds go. And yep. if the NHL wants to rig it for Chicago like that, they're, they're more than free, too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. But here's the thing, right? If Minnesota wins, they can't finish higher or they can't pick higher than 7th. And I think that really sucks. And you know it's going to happen now right. that they can only move a maximum of four spots up in the draft lottery. You know this is going to be the one time in the Wilds history where they win the draft lottery yeah. and then they move up to seven. And granted, seven is going to probably be a really good pick, but uh, I really hate the the magic of, of wondering, like, oh, maybe they can get a top three pick. Like, that's gone, and I hate it. Yeah, no, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the... The draft lottery. I don't. I don't. I don't understand this. This idea that they're going to like change the draft lottery up. Either you got teams that made the playoffs or they didn't. So if you've got the the sixteen teams that didn't make the postseason or fifteen teams or whatever, 
then what's the difference between leaving the draft lottery as is compared to what a, re- a regular finished season? I, I don't get that so yeah. much. It, 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 it's it's really uh, ass backwards, and it feels like it feels like when uh, uh, corporate level bosses make a decision that affects the front line, that doesn't make any sense um, because they've never really actually had any real responsibility in the front line roles before. But you know what? They got a degree. <laughs> Sorry, I may have been speaking from experience. They're they're playing scared on this one. They don't want the optics. However, insanely unlikely, they don't want the uh, possibility of the the winner of the draft lottery to win the Stanley Cup. And I I think that that's so unlikely to happen that rewriting the rules to to benefit that is just it's wild to me. It's 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 amazingly stupid. Well, so here's the other thing, too, is like, how can you decide on the draft, let alone the draft order, if you haven't figured out how you're going to end the season. Right? Like, you would assume that finishing the season or at least deciding on the the end of the season would become, would be first. Like, that would be your first priority. Okay, how do we finish the season? Are we doing a playoffs? Are we just going straight to the playoffs or are we not? Are we going to just cancel it all? You know, it doesn't make any sense to continue to try to, leave this up in the air like hey we might still finish the season but we're gonna let you draft in the order of how you finished before the pause that just doesn't make any sense it's it's uh, it's trying to have it both ways and i know we saw the nfl have a draft but and, and that obviously kept them in the news and the nhl wants to be in the news but this doesn't this seems like a problem i'm sorry a solution in search of more problems than actually solving anything and here's the thing: if you think a draft is going to be enough to get the uh, the NHL into the news, like you're out of your mind, right? I think you're absolutely not. You're not on Earth if you think that that's going <laughs> to keep the the NHL in the news. Because here's the thing about the NFL draft: a lot more people watch the NFL, and more importantly, a lot more people watch college football. There are more college football watchers in America than there are mm-hmm. NHL watchers. Absolutely. So there is going like there are going to be more people who know who Justin Jefferson is than who know who Claude Giroux is. And that's a pro comparing a prospect to uh, uh, an NHL uh, player who like is almost won a heart trophy, right? Like one of the <laughs> yeah. one of the one of the thirty best NHL players is going to have less name recognition than a prospect in the NFL, like a mid round prospect, uh, uh, not a mid round, but a mid first round prospect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, honestly, you could go down the list of NFL prospects and you probably get more name recognition in the one through 30 slots than the one through 30 slots of the best NHL players. Um, I, I wonder if people, for example, I know if, I wonder if more people know who Joe Burrow is than know who uh, uh, Connor McDavid is. Nah, yeah, I suppose there probably could be a lot more people. I'd probably know who Joe Burrow is and uh, national why. champion, national champion. And now a first round over or a first overall pick in the NFL, I, I suppose. And that's why people watch the NFL draft is because they know the guys coming out and they know, uh, 
and they like what they're interested in watching them play for these teams and, and a, a bunch of them are going to play right away. The well, NHL the, does not have that. That's why the NBA draft is popular as well too, because it's really, it's really only the first round, but they have two rounds technically. Um, but you watch a lot of these guys play in the college ranks. You don't see them uh, like the NHL has it where you're drafting 18 year old kids out of high school or juniors that, uh, and, and across the world that you've really never seen before. I mean, I am a hockey nerd and I love the draft. I love covering the draft. I like reading up on, on the prospects that these, that the, that the team picks, but ultimately when you get in past like the first round, really you're, you don't know many of these kids at all, unless they're from like a local school. Mm-hmm. You just don't. You don't have the time to sit there and scout them like like you could uh, watching just on your regular Saturday afternoon college football. And that's, that's the problem. That's a really good point that more people in Minnesota are going to know who Tyler Johnson is. He went in the, did he go in the fifth round in the NFL draft? Well, they yeah, I think he did. But they also uh, were going to know for- that guy more than they're going to know the Wilds first round pick. Absolutely. So, all right, we should probably take another break. You're listening to Locked on Wild. And welcome back to the final segment here on Locked on Wild for your Monday afternoon here in uh, what really has started off to be a really beautiful May. Um, Grass is finally greening up. The weather has been relatively nice. I've been dreaming of San Diego uh, lately because it popped (laughs) up in my Facebook timeline because I was there almost exactly a year ago. Uh, But right now, this weather in Minnesota, it's – you can't really get much better than that. So, it, it, I mean, we could use a little rain, like uh, my, my lawn, and I think just overall, like, allergies could use the rain. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to fight what we got so far. Yeah, I've been having a, a, a real nice time, like, just, like, going on walks and stuff like that with uh, with the dog and uh, just real nice. Uh, he's not in earshot of you, are you? Because you said the W word. Yeah, no, he's he's way pooped. We almost walked to 5K today. <laughs> Good uh, deal. So, and he's got little legs. So, yeah, right. Um, okay. All well, right, we got questions. Yeah, we, we got many probably, more questions. We can probably get to uh to some of them. All right. In fact, uh, all the ones that we have we'll get to. Uh <laughs> Justin asks us, what would you do to, uh what would you propose to do with traded picks and trades with the draft seemingly being held before the season is over? It seems like they're playing with fire regarding the ty- timing. So there's not only the issue of, you know, traded players with, uh, with you know, them, you know, like, say, Minnesota wanting to trade uh, to, to trade Matt Dumba or Jonas Brodeen. Well, they can't really do that because they're going to need Matt Dumba and Jonas Brodeen in the summer, right? So right. they can't do that. But there's an added, I guess, twist or complication in that there are compensatory draft picks out there that are, you know, floating around and on conditions, right? Uh, you know, uh, say say the one with uh, with Pittsburgh uh, being sent to Minnesota, right? They get Pittsburgh's uh, they get Pittsburgh's draft pick if they make uh, if Pittsburgh makes the playoffs. But if they don't, they uh, they have their pick protected and it slides over to next year. Well, we have a pretty good idea if Pittsburgh's going to make the playoffs, but we don't right. know for sure. So no, we what don't do, you do with that. And that's what's weird, too, about what came out recently. Um, I think Pierre Lebrun has been kind of working this one. But, um, 
he's been talking about how the league is going to basically be an arbiter and they, they're going to allow teams to maybe go back and reform the deal. It's, it's really weird. And um, I guess for me, I just, I feel like it's okay, great. Reform the deal. So what does that mean? That the, that the condition on the Pittsburgh, not making the playoffs means like, regardless of what happens, they're going to get the 2021 pick. I mean, that was what was negotiated as part of the deal. The condition was that that 2021 first round pick bumps up to this year if Pittsburgh made it. So here, that's the thing about this that that we talked about last segment. Why wouldn't they determine what they're going to do with the rest of this season, whether they cancel it and go off the order of just canceling it all, or or what? And 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 there's so much lying on, relying on on that decision that by having the this um, this draft so early feels really um like knee jerk like like we want to have a draft but we we're not really sure what we're doing here Mm -hmm. so shane asks draft picks who the wild should take so we have a pretty good idea that minnesota is going to be picking at 11 do you have any thoughts um i have not yet looked at the draft i should start looking at the draft more now that we're Essentially a month away because what they say June fifth was the the tentative date or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, I think it's weird. Um, uh, let me just take a peek if you got something in mind. Yeah, yeah. So there are about eight guys I think who are you know uh, pretty solidly like the top couple of tiers in the draft. There's Alex Lafreniere, Quentin Byfield, who we all know. Uh, Lafreniere being a hot shot winger. Quentin Byfield being uh, being a center. Uh, those guys are probably going to go in the top three, along with uh, this guy named Tim Stutzel, who is a German center. Stutzel? Who is, uh, who is performing pretty well in... Uh, uh, is he German? I think he's German. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he's German, yeah. He's German performing league. pretty well in the German league, whatever nationality is. I'm, I apologize if I get it wrong. Then there's... um. Uh, forwards, uh, Cole Perfetti, Marco Rossi, Alexander Holtz, and Lucas Raymond. And, uh, and then as, uh, there's like one defenseman in the top couple tiers, uh, Jamie Drysdale. So I think if any of those eight fall to you at number 11, I think you gotta take them. Uh, past that, I'm yeah, I've not... heard really good things about Stutzel. So if he fell, that would be a huge get at, at number 12 yeah, or 11. I, think... I mean, I think uh, I, I think he's probably the least likely to fall out of that. I think if you're looking for guys who might fall, um, it's probably going to be one of the Swedish wingers in Alexander Holtz or Lucas Raymond, or maybe possibly Marco Rossi if people are, are concerned about his size, uh, mm-hmm. making him stick at uh, at center or not. Um, I don't know what to make of um, Anton Lindell, who is a uh, a center who's playing in. Uh, at, uh, for HIFK, which I believe is Nick Backstrom's team. Sweden, or Finland, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so uh, he is uh, he is playing against men right now. Uh, he is supposed to be, like, a, a real good two-way guy, and I think the uh, I think the concern about that is uh, we, we don't know exactly uh, how that's going to uh, to develop offensively into the <laughs> NHL, but like 28 points in 44 games in Finland in his draft year, that's not nothing. 
Um, right. So uh, that would be somebody that I, I'd be uh, I'd be keeping an eye on for Minnesota taking though. Like I got to do more looking into him myself to uh, to be like, oh yeah, we should definitely take him, or oh no, we should definitely not take him. And then uh, and then there's the goalie Yaroslav Askarov, who I think mm-hmm. is I think that uh, I think that a lot of times taking goalie in the first round is kind of a bad choice. Uh, just because it feels like the hit rate has historically been pretty bad for goalies in the first round. Um, but when I, I think they are getting better at identifying goalies. I think if you look back at the last uh, several years, the first goalie taken uh, tends to, to, to be, you know, have something made of themselves. And I think Askarov is, is touted as being the uh, the best goalie prospect in quite a while. So I yeah. I think that would intrigue me, even though our friend Dirk Pedersen would uh, would probably chop my head off for suggesting it. <laughs> probably. Morpheus from The Matrix asks, Why hasn't the Moneyball type of drafting and scouting been implemented in the NHL? Also, what would your ideal situation be for ending the season now? I, I think it's defaulting Minnesota to a Stanley Cup. Well, right. Uh, yeah. That's that's my number one choice. Uh, but honestly, uh, we we already answered that one. I think so. Let's focus on the the why hasn't there been a Moneyball type revolution in scouting? Well, because I think <laughs> the big thing is is you've got a lot of scouts that are old school and they don't believe in numbers and they don't. Um, they want to see the kid play, and I know. No doubt, everybody wants to see the person play. You gotta gotta be able to put context in the numbers, but uh, um, ultimately, it's tougher to uh, it's tougher to legitimize uh, a bunch of scouts' as jobs if um, you don't need to necessarily visit the players as frequently as they do. Let me ask you something, Joe. Uh, yeah? What was what was Matt Boldy's expected goals percentage? In the U.S. National De- uh, Development Program, I don't know. Nobody knows. I don't think uh, <laughs> because they I, I don't think... have it. But they could. That's the problem. Is they mm-hmm. could develop something. They could probably, but there's so many different leagues and uh, and the stats that you would probably have to look for for there to be a true money ball type thing, or at least to the extent that you can do with baseball, I think that would be very, very difficult to do. Now, I'm not saying it's not impossible, and I'm not saying that you can't incorporate more advanced stats into it, but, like, when it's the same challenge with advanced stats in in hockey, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Not that you can't do it, but it is significantly more difficult to do than it is, you know, in in hockey, or, uh, sorry, in baseball, because in baseball, like, you know, you could probably find out what uh, what a high school kid's uh, triple slash numbers in OPS is in, mm-hmm. in high school. Um, and you can definitely do that for college. You can definitely deep scout guys in college like that. Um, sure. But I do think that uh, I do think that there are changes being made. We, we mentioned earlier about how goalies have historically been a bad bet in, in the first they've been, round. They've been neglected as part of a scouting and a coaching in my mind, like they've certainly gotten better since like the eighties, especially with the revolutionizing of the, uh, of the position through the butterfly style and everything. But I think in general, like, I don't think a lot of coaches who are former position players know. 
how to coach goalies. Well, and, and so, it's also therefore, been super rare to see a goalie drafted high. I think Spencer Knight was the highest guy uh, mm-hmm. drafted in a decade in terms of goaltenders. And I think that you're starting to see, you know, uh, I, I think you're starting to see, you know, guys like uh, Cole Caulfield. Cole Caulfield slipped uh, a little bit further in the draft than maybe he should have, but he still landed at 15. Compare that to, what, two, three years ago, where mm-hmm. Alex Dabrinkit had insane numbers in the OHL and fell to uh, to the second round, pick 40, where the yeah. darn Blackhawks, the league just like was like, here, Blackhawks, please let us help you out and let you have this kid. Well, and that's every team passing on him at least once. Did Minnesota pass on him? Well, well, I don't think they did. I think that I maybe, I, maybe they didn't have a pick that year, but oh no, I think they picked Luke Cunning instead. Okay, I think that was the year. But anyway, I think that that's kind of the hardest challenge is that you know uh, a lot of what you have, at least in terms of public information, um, with uh, with numbers and advanced stats is is just kind of like points and and you know (laughs) and like comparing their numbers to the numbers of their peers at that age in that league so yeah i think that that's i i think you're getting there i think you're seeing more Mm -hmm. of it being used um but i i i don't think it's uh i don't think it's nearly enough all right tony any final thoughts before we go uh no, just uh just I uh, can't wait for uh for Minnesota to uh win the draft lottery. <laughs> Only get moved up to 7 because they got to play the rest of the season and have them cancel the season in right, July. Yeah. yeah, that'll be real fun. It's going to be um, great. Also, what do you got on tap for this week besides uh you got that that hot that uh that article that's rolling off the fingertips right now with Jewel Eric's neck, but you've got another you got any uh, anything else on the uh, docket for this week? I'm not sure where I'm going to go with that. This Ooh, week. So mystery. I'd... Open-ended. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right, Tony, where can we find you and your work? You can find me at zonecoverage.com, and you can still check out our MVP stuff if you haven't at zonecoverage.com. Oh, sorry. Find me on Twitter at oh, hi, Tony as well. <laughs> you can follow me at JoeBoo15 and also all my work at ZoneCoverage.com. Check that out. We got plenty on tap this week for you over there regarding your Minnesota Wild coverage. That will do it for today's show. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe to your device. Sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at Locked On Wild. You can also get in touch with us via email. Just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Also, support us by supporting our sponsor. Check out BuiltBar.com. Make sure to use that Locked On uh, promo code to get $10 off your first order. Thank you for listening to Locked On Wild. Be sure to check us out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for at least until games resume to stay on top of everything revolving around your Minnesota Wild every day.